Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. I can't tell you how much we appreciate you and your listenership. May God bless you and your family. So did you know that silver demand will exceed supply again this year? By a large factor, silver is one of the most useful industrial metals out there. And demand is soaring amidst the green new agenda. Electric cars, solar panels, iPhones, it all requires silver. There will also be future demand in the field of nanotechnology, the food industry, and printed and flexible electronics. You heard that right. Demand will increase by at least 50% by 2030. And there's not enough physical silver today. There's no better time to invest with Noble Gold than right now. Noble Gold Investments will walk you through the entire process and will take you no more than five minutes to open a gold or silver IRA. And this month, you'll get a three ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of 20 grand or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. King Charles is right at the center of the Great Reset, and I think people have seen pictures of him standing with Klaus Schwab in the past, but maybe you didn't hear what he said at the last Davos meeting uh, when he was still Prince Charles. He said, we're going to need military-style operations to make the transitions that are necessary. Then Liz Truss, when she was still Prime Minister, when she addressed the United Nations General Assembly, what did she say? She said, we need an economic NATO. Hey guys, that was Harley Schlanger, and thanks so much for tuning in to The Reality Show, because that's what this is. It's real news, the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those lies coming from the Mockingbird media and the CDC, which is now openly targeting your kids for death as Klaus Schwab and King Charles and Joe Biden ramp up the attack against humanity and the big rush towards the Great Reset, which we the people are going to defeat. Thanks so much for tuning in. Just a quick word about our sponsor before we start. Do you hate paying taxes on your crypto gains? Me too. That's why I'm excited about my digital money. There are crypto trading platforms specializing in tax advantaged crypto IRAs. With a traditional crypto IRA, you can defer your taxes until you liquidate. Now imagine investing in Ethereum now at $1,300 or $1,400, and if predictions of it hitting $50,000 come true, that's almost $49,000 in Ether profits you won't have to pay taxes on. My Digital Money also offers individual accounts for cash trading, so you can have the best of both worlds in one platform. When it comes to your crypto investments, you deserve a company that will respect and secure your money the same way you do. Visit MyDigitalMoney.com and receive a $50 sign-up bonus for qualified accounts. Use promo code MDM50. Terms apply. Go to MyDigitalMoney.com. Hey, friends. Sean from SGT Report. Thank you so much for tuning in. Friends, I'm really overwhelmed as I have this conversation with my longtime friend, Harley Schlanger, who comes to us direct from Germany where the Green New Deal is going to make life a living hell for those in Europe. And I really had to take a deep breath before hitting record. So I want to start with a Bible passage I shared in my conversation with Ben Armstrong yesterday. It's John chapter 15, verse 19. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. Friends, I'm talking about Alex Jones there. I'm talking about, yay, Kanye West. I'm talking about me, SGT Report, and we know X22, all banned from platforms that allowed us to speak the truth. 
Well, you're going to hear the truth today. Thanks to Rumble. Thanks to BitChute. Thanks to SGTReport.com and SGTReport.tv. We will not stop because the enemies of humanity, like King Charles, and we'll get to that, are unrelenting. They want to push the Green New Deal and the Great Reset down our throats. This is no longer a velvet dictatorship. This is hardcore, blatant, evil tyranny. And Harley Schlanger returns to SGT Report to explain what we're up against. Harley, welcome. Hi, Sean. Good introduction. Well, thank you. I, you know, I said I had to pray for God to help me find the words because I'm so overwhelmed. They are unrelenting in their evil. Let me just give you a few headlines because before I hit record, you said you're hearing from people that watch your stuff on Facebook. By the way, you're getting 40, 50, 60,000 hits per upload. Good for you. But people are wondering, when will it come here to the United States, what they're doing right now in Europe? Well, let me give you a few examples. Cargo traffic at LA port plummets. Mississippi River water levels so low that barges cannot operate. Supply chain crisis accelerating. The USA has 25 days of supply of diesel left. How are the trucks going to get the food and the supplies to the stores, Harley? The Biden administration wants to limit oil production to accelerate the transition. The transition to what, Harley? Green energy? The Green New Deal? The Great Reset? It seems like all the powers that ought not be are aligned against humanity. And by the way, the CDC has just now approved the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine in the child immunization schedule. So now they want to kill even more kids. So we'll get to that and I'll play a soundbite in a minute. But you in Germany, you live in Germany. You're facing a very, very harsh winter. What's your plan? If I were you, I'd be very scared because I'm in the United States and I'm starting to get a little frightened. Well, my plan is to make sure that the demonstrations that are starting to grow throughout Europe continue to grow and they grow on the right basis. You know, what, what's happening is you have governments that are run by both people who are incompetent, immoral, and evil. And they're no longer able to hide it. You know, when, when you have a government in Germany, which just had its pipelines that it, it had co-sponsored with Russia, the Nord Stream 2 pipelines, co-funded by Western companies, blown up and complete silence. You know, the initial floating that it was Russia that did it, everyone knows that's nonsense. But now they've investigated it, no one said anything. What does that mean? That means that the German government knows very well that those pipelines were sabotaged by the US and NATO so that Germany could not go to Russia and cut a separate deal. Meaning that the German people are gonna suffer for the sake of the Western assault against Russia. And why assault Russia? Because Russia is one of the leading countries opposing the Great Reset and the Green New Deal. Russia will not give up sovereignty. Whatever you want to say about Putin, he's a nationalist. He's a traditionalist. He's not going to give Russia's sovereignty over to Klaus Schwab, to King Charles, to Mark Carney, uh, to Goldman Sachs. He's going to defend his nation. Same thing with the Chinese. Again, the Chinese may have different views on a number of things, but they're not going to give it up. And now what's interesting is that we're seeing much of the world moving out from under the unipolar order, siding with Russia and China. And that's what's making the West even more desperate, more crazy. Uh, just today, for example, or yesterday, Ben Wallace, the British defense minister, flew to Washington for an urgent meeting which they said was too important to have over the phone. 
Now, what were they discussing? Possibly a false flag nuclear bomb. We don't know. But this is the, the kind of desperate straits they're in. So I, you know, when I'm sitting here in Germany, you know, it's not that cold yet, but we've been told there will be cutbacks of electricity, brownouts, maybe blackouts. And the, the one thing the government is saying is buy a lot of candles. And, you know, I'm much more interested in, in large demonstrations lighting up the streets and bringing down these corrupt governments. Okay, so Putin won't sell out his people to the Great Reset, but Biden will. Do I have that right? King Charles will? Well, King Charles is right at the center of the Great Reset. And I think people have seen pictures of him standing with Klaus Schwab in the past. But maybe you didn't hear what he said at the last Davos meeting uh, when he was still Prince Charles. He said, we're going to need military style operations to make the transitions that are necessary. Then Liz Truss, when she was still prime minister, when she addressed the United Nations General Assembly, what did she say? She said, we need an economic NATO. In other words, military force to impose the corrupt and failed economic policies that are designed to save the Western banks and financial institutions. So that's what King Charles represents. Now, personally, He's a longtime proponent of radical population reduction. Now, he's right up there with, the, with his father, Prince Philip, who mercifully left the planet, and hopefully he's in a very hot place right now. But Prince Charles often spoke of the need to reduce the population to one billion or so people. What does that mean for the other seven plus billion people? Well, that's why they're cutting off electricity. That's why they're deindustrializing. That's why they're buying up farmland and, and turning it over to people like Bill Gates, who wouldn't know how to farm if he had uh, a, a farm manual and a degree at Texas A&M. You know, these are people who have no interest in producing food, no interest in freedom and democracy. And when they talk about bringing freedom and democracy for Ukraine, you know it's a bunch of nonsense. So. You know, to, to get back to your question, I think the thing people have to think about is that in moments like this, when governments have proven to be uh, the obstacle to what people want, it's up to the people. And, and don't be waiting for someone to come riding on a white horse. We have to be the ones on the white horse. And, you know, we're seeing that now. There were probably two to 300,000 people in the streets of Paris last weekend over 100,000 in Prague, uh, very large demonstrations in Belgium, in Rome. And what are they marching behind? No to NATO, no to the European Union. So I, I think we're seeing the population in Europe beginning to get a sense of this. And governments are toppling uh, like 10 pins. You had the Italian government shift, the Swedish government voted out, the Bulgarian government voted out. You know, in, in Great Britain, they don't know if they can find someone who will stand in as the prime minister now. Yeah, Liz Truss lasted, what, 44 days? This is unheard of. What explains her collapse that rapidly? I mean, obviously, she was in the pocket of the loons that are running the world. But what explains a 44-day lifespan of a PM now in the UK? Well, I think there, there are two aspects to it. She was totally in on the Ukraine war, as was Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, in fact, was the one who did NATO's dirty work by going to Zelensky in uh, the end of March, telling him, 
no negotiations with Putin. Now, what the difference between Liz Truss and the City of London establishment is very small, but it's important. She is a strong believer and has been for years. She wrote a book about this with Quartan, her ex-chancellor of the Exchequer, where they basically said complete deregulation, complete free market policy, complete free trade. That's how you build an economy. And they wanted to do Thatcher on steroids, basically. So no regulation, the total domination by corporate cartels, supposedly as free enterprise. Now, the city of London knows that's not going to work. They need to have cash. They need to bail out the collapsing corporations. They didn't want to take a chance that maybe trust would allow some of these corporations to fail, which I don't think she would. But it was the Bailey of the Bank of England who stepped in and said, we're not going to let this policy, this radical policy of Liz Truss be implemented. Now, what was Truss saying? Well, basically, they're caught between this idea of fighting inflation and growing the economy. But when they say growing the economy, what do they mean? More cash to the speculators. You know, the the price of, of energy, electricity, in the city of London or in England for the average person has gone up over 400% so far this year. The inflation rate in England is now officially 10.9%, but they're predicting it will be 25% by the middle of next year. What's the problem in England? It has nothing to do with tax cuts or or what they were talking about. It has to do with deindustrializing and imposing green policies. That's what's causing this. And what I thought was hilarious, Liz Truss in her speech today said, it's because of Putin that this has happened. What, Putin made her stupid? Putin convinced her that she should be prepared to launch a nuclear war? No, it's the British establishment and their alliance with the American establishment. And in this, I I don't know how important Biden is. Biden is sort of a spectator at his own funeral right now. But you have people like Blinken, like Sullivan. These are people who came out of the Brzezinski networks for the Democratic Party, which are the so-called left-wing side of the neocon Kissinger networks and the Republican Party. There's no difference between them. They've been wanting to destroy Russia uh, forever but especially since the end of the Cold War. And so they're using the situation in Ukraine to destroy Russia because Russia is leading an opposition globally to this zero growth policy, this population reduction policy. And, you know, Sean, it's really interesting. The Saudis figured out which way the wind is blowing. They rebuffed Biden's proposal to increase the production, and they're now working with the Russians. They're working with the Chinese. They're they're now selling Saudi oil for yuan. So we're seeing an emergence of a new financial system based on physical good production, real economy, as opposed to funny money. And trusts in the city of London, as well as Wall Street, require the funny money policy to continue ad infinitum, you know, quantitative easing to infinity. And it still won't work. They're still going to have chain reaction collapses at some point, and they don't know what to do about it. 
You know, I did a thought experiment yesterday in my interview with Ben Armstrong from The New American, and I want you to help me through this. You tell me what you think. When Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum have been saying for so many years now, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. They talk about UN Agenda 2030 in this transition to the Great Reset. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. It was George Carlin who famously said in one of his routines brilliantly, they want all of it. They want it all. They want your social security and your pensions and they're coming for it and they'll get it because it's a big club and you ain't in it. So here's the thought experiment. If we know these people, and I've quantified this in my Rothschilds Trillions quantified video that I did a few years ago, which YouTube took down, very easy to do, simple math. By the Rothschilds' own estimates, after the Battle of Waterloo, they were worth, say, 20, 25 million. Then in the mid-1800s, they were worth two, 300 million. You just use simple compounding interest over the decades to do this math, but they're worth trillions. So let's say they want to collapse these markets Okay, because that's what we're seeing is we're seeing a collapsing of markets right now. The worst bond market since 1929. And the bond market dwarfs the stock market. So people are feeling the pain from the stock market collapse. My neighbor just told me yesterday we went out to eat with him. He's a formerly a rich guy. He says he's down 700000 this year in his retirement portfolio. He lives on a pension. Here's the thought experiment. If these people want to keep our feet to the fire and allow this collapse to continue, in my view, they're so evil and so wealthy, they could do it. So let's just say they wanted to plummet these markets 99% in a great collapse that dwarfed 1929. If you're worth 100 trillion, and by my estimates, the Rothschild dynasty is worth more than that, a 99% collapse, and by the way, they would profit from the collapse because they're in on it, in my view, but uh, 100 trillion, 99% collapse would leave them with a trillion. If you're Bezos or Gates and you're worth 100 billion, well, after the collapse, you still have a billion. Well, I don't know about you, Harley, but do the math on what you're worth. What does your life look like after a 99% collapse? I guess you'll own nothing and be happy. Well, I certainly won't be happy. uh, And I'm not going to let it happen if if there's anything I can do about it. Now, the the fallacy with with that thought experiment, and you're right to look at it that way, but here's the thing. They figure that whatever happens with money doesn't matter to them as long as they control governments and control the printing presses, as long as they control what people will accept as a means of exchange, they can then rule the world. That's how they view it. So it's not a question of, is there money in gold or is it in uh, bonds or, you know, the, the British Royal family, by the way, is extremely wealthy and their money is in land and property rights, the, the rights to the oil, offshore oil in uh, the United Kingdom. So some of these guys are smart enough to know you need some physical goods. That's why they're buying up land, because ultimately they don't really believe that money is everything. They want us to think that money is everything. And what happens when when that's the case, what Schwab and others think is that they can give you a a basic income, give you a little bit of money, and, and you'll sit there and say, well, at least I've got something. But you'll have nothing. That's that's really true, because it's not money and wealth that make a person's life meaningful. It's the ability to say that I'm doing something with my life that's important for the future of mankind, the future of my children and my family, paying my debt to the past, so that when you leave this life, you know you've left something behind that made the world better. Now, if you think it's money, well, you know, look how many people scrimped and saved and built 
companies and made money and left it to their kids and their kids pissed it away. No, it's the ability to generate a, to create a nation, create a, a nation with a mission to continue the process of improving the life for the largest number of people possible. Now, that's something that a King Charles or a Schwab or a Prince Philip would never understand. They, they consider that either idealism or some kind of religious moralism. Well, it is a religious moralism. If we don't have morality, if we don't care about other people, if we don't have love in our hearts for those who have less than we do, not that we have to give everything away, but we can help people. We can make sure there's a world that has justice in it. And they don't understand that. So their idea of happiness is you, you give someone a, a, a two-room shack somewhere and give them a, a monthly stipend, and that will make them happy. Well, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who would settle for that. But I think increasingly, we're seeing people looking at that, hearing that from Schwab, and saying, that's not me. I'm not, I'm not marching down that road. And, and that's why we have a chance to win this fight. And Sean, it's not just in the United States. You know, in the last month, I've done uh, interviews on South African television, Pakistan television, Algerian, Brazil, Italian. And what I'm finding is people are excited about the idea that the United States is not represented by the Bidens and, and the Bushes, but there are people in the United States who are real Americans, who have the, 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 spi the spirit and the spark of the founding fathers in them. And that's what these other countries want. They want America to be America, not to be the global unipolar power. And that's why they're turning against NATO, turning against the United States. You know, I, I heard a presentation the other day where someone said, it's Russian disinformation that's making people anti-American. No, it's the policies that are being implemented by the bankers in the name of America. But when people re meet real Americans and hear this story that we're talking about right now, they're saying, that's what we want. How can we be a part of that? And we're seeing that happen now. Uh, just one final anecdote on this point. Blinken went to South Africa about, I think, four weeks ago to try and convince the South Africans that they have to support the sanctions against Russia. And the woman who's the foreign minister of South Africa, uh, Pander is her name, uh, she listened to Blinken's pitch. And then she said, Mr. Secretary, let me tell you something. We are a sovereign nation and you can't come here and bully us to do what you want us to do. One size doesn't fit all. And Blinken could say nothing. Because he's not used to getting that kind of response from people from the so-called global south. But the global south is waking up and they'll be allies for the awakening in the United States. Yeah, we talked about that the last time you were on. And I'm very, very glad, very happy to see so many people and world leaders standing up against this new world order and the Great Reset. And I remember seeing a quote from Henry Kissinger years ago. I wish I had it in front of me. Millions will rebel against the new world order and tens of thousands will die rebelling against it. So they've had these plans for a very long time. Are you surprised like I am that this is not velvet glove tyranny? This is hardcore, blatant, in-your-face tyranny at this point. When they starve us 
of the ability to heat our homes, when they starve us of affordable gasoline, when Biden drains the strategic petroleum reserve to a 40 year low. I mean, that sounds like deliberate destruction of a country to me. This is not velvet glove tyranny. This is blatant in your face. Mao Stalinist fill in the blank tyranny. Hitler. I always get comments that, oh, Hitler was a Rothschild agent. Hitler actually cared about Germany. I don't even think Hitler's a great example. And by the way, don't you find it funny that they've targeted Alex Jones for speech to the tune of a billion dollars? He's got to pay a billion. He doesn't have it. But a billion dollars in civil court because he said things that people took offense to because of Sandy Hook. Now look what they're doing to Kanye West. Yay. He talks about Jewish power in Hollywood. And guess what happened to his Chase bank account? with $140 million in it. They shut it off. They send them a letter saying, we can't do business with you anymore. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. It's just all blatant. No, well, we're, we're dealing with people who are satanic and who think that they are the masters of the universe, but they're coming up to, they're going to have an awakening also. They're, they're not going to be able to continue to do this as long as you have a nation like Russia with nuclear weapons, which will not be bullied. Now, the question is, are the leaders of the West crazy enough that they will provoke a nuclear war? And, you know, that's, that's the crapshoot. You know, the, fortunately, in, in 1962, Kennedy had a certain amount of resolve, but at the same time, he was clever enough to know that you had to negotiate. Uh, you know, who does Biden negotiate with? The, the people he's shaking hands with? You know, you, you watch this guy stumble across a stage and you, you ask yourself, who the hell is going to take him seriously in, in these circumstances? But, you know, I think to, to go back to the point we were discussing, these enemies of humanity don't care about what they do. They've been doing it for years to people in Libya, Iraq, Afghanistan. Do you really think that they look at Americans differently? No. And that's the point. People in the United States who still think, well, we're doing some bad things, but some of it's really okay for our country and we're doing okay. No, we're not, because that gun could be turned on you at any minute. And that's the, the danger that, that we're entering, what you just said about shutting off free speech. You know, I'm on a hit list. Why? Because I said arming Ukraine is bad for Ukrainians. Who's dying in Ukraine? There are Russian soldiers dying, but who's dying in the largest numbers? The Ukrainian people, because they have a psychotic comedian who's the president, who's a puppet for these global interests. And is, is, should we be putting weapons in their hands to allow them to kill their own people? Well, for saying that, I was put on a list which has so far, there have been 12 journalists on that list who have been killed. Now, they, they had at one point several thousand people on the list. And the most recent list has, I think, 82 people, including recently they just added Tucker Carlson and the president of Uganda. So it, it's a growing list. Uh, Scott Ritter's on the list, Glenn Greenwald's on the list, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, but this is called the Center for Combating Disinformation of the Ukrainian National Security Office. So, of course, they're going to try and silence things. Remember Nina Jankowicz? That's yep. what her job was supposed to be. Yep. 
but they, they couldn't pull it off in the United States. Hey, friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. This is a good time for a quick break. Were you aware of the fact that silver prices are low due to paper manipulation by bankers? Yeah, it's true. But guess what? I just did an interview with David Jensen, and Jensen believes the Fed just triggered a terminal run on the silver market because of their printing. We should see a huge demand in coming months for physical silver. It's a perfect time to get your silver IRA started. And this month, you'll get an incredible free three-ounce silver American Virtue coin with a qualified IRA of $20,000 or higher. Call the team right now at 877-646-5347 or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Harley, do you know they used the same language during Event 201? One of these military guys said we need to take a military footing as it pertains to the rollout of the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine because there will be vaccine hesitancy. So we see this same stance, this militarized stance against the people in all aspects of life, not just in speaking out against the Jews or Ukraine, not just in speaking out against open borders or abortion on demand in the ninth month, but against things like, oh, the vaccine, it's really a bioweapon. And now they're pushing it on kids. This is absolutely, unbelievably pits of hell stuff. CDC votes unanimously to add COVID-19 vaccines to childhood immunization schedule. I want to read this from my friend Melissa McAtee, the Pfizer whistleblower. She says, supposedly it's not approved, but the funding is. They've approved funding for kids to receive the jab for free. Only the FDA can approve it for vaccine schedule, according to a friend of hers. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, in my view, the FDA will approve this when it comes to be their turn. And I want to play a bite from the CDC from this panel that unanimously approved this bioweapon for our kids, Harley, because the war on humanity is accelerating. And now they're accelerating the war on our children. And I'm really, really passionate about this. I really want to go to my local schools and start speaking about this and warning parents because kids who are alive and well right now, today, as you and I are recording this conversation, will be dead a year from now, if not sooner, if this is allowed to happen. They are pushing a bioweapon on our children. And I'll play the soundbite in a second. But do you have any comments on how the whole apparatus is being militarized against the people? It's not just the vaccine people. It's not just Event 201. It's militarizing the world against guys like you and guys like uh, Scott Ritter, who spoke out against the lies about WMDs in Iraq. I warned about it. You warned about it. We've been fighting these powers for a long time. And now they're coming after we the people. Well, think about the extent they've gone to cover up the bioweapon labs in in Ukraine. You know, the denial that we had them, even though Victoria Nuland, who generally is a a liar, but she admitted it. But what what were the consequences? The problem is there have been no consequences. And Sean, this is to go back to what we were talking about earlier about would they be willing to wipe out Americans? Look, there were no consequences for what the Bushes did to Iraq, what the Clintons did to Libya, where they turned a country that was becoming a developed country that was trying to push for a gold-backed currency for trade in Africa to destroy it, to war, to have warring Islamic fundamentalist gangs running slave markets in the cities. So people who will do things like that will stop at nothing. They, some of them, like Prince Charles, now King Charles, actually believes that people are the problem with the earth. He believes 
that the earth has a carrying capacity, this is what they, they say, of one billion people, and that more than that threatens Mother Earth. Well, we have more than that. And the, the earth is not threatened. What's threatening the earth is the physical universe. This happens periodically. There were ice ages and warming periods long before there was a single automobile on a highway or a factory in a valley. There's also geoengineering, Harley, as you know. Yeah. It's very, very real. I, I, Dane Rigington comes on all the time to talk about geoengineering. They're engineering a nationwide drought in our country. I don't know if you know that. Oh, but yeah. it is now nationwide. It's not just the West. It's the Mississippi River heading all the way east. They're shutting everything down. Look, the Rhine, the Rhine River couldn't have barge traffic this year. Now, one of the, the points here is that what human societies do when these are natural events, and I'm saying that sometimes this does happen as natural events, what human societies do is they prepare for them. They invest in projects to make sure you have water management so you can have flood control when there's too much water and uh, directing streams when there's not enough. All of that was canceled. So given that you have governments that will cancel projects that are necessary, it's not a big logical leap to think that they would do things that would make the situation worse if they could. All right. Deep breath here. I got to take a deep breath because as I said to you before I hit record, this is all becoming a bit overwhelming. For those that follow this real news every single day, we understand that this is literally a war against humanity. So this is tough stuff. This is the real stuff. And the mainstream horror media, they cover up for all of it. If you watch any of these channels, CNN, MSNBC, even Fox News to a large extent, it just yeah. seems like business as usual. They don't talk about any of these issues. They don't sound any of these alarms. And these are very, very real issues. So when the Biden administration says they want to limit oil production to accelerate the transition, you tell me how somebody already living on the bubble is going to make that transition. What are they going to do? Run out and put solar panels on their car? They don't well, even have a car. Are they going to run out and put solar panels on their homes? They don't have the money to do that. Well, and what's the transition to? It's to energy sources, which are inadequate for even the feudal period. You know, during feudalism, they, they, you look in Europe, you see these old windmills. They've had a purpose back then. That was for water management. But the idea that somehow you're going to build windmills and solar panels and it will provide enough electricity, you know, the, the, the California situation is really quite instructive. When Newsom said we're going to get rid of the combustion engine and have, what, 30 million uh, electric cars, they don't have enough electric stations to handle the few cars they have now. And the electric There's... stations are run by coal. People don't know that. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it used to be, I used to make a joke that they, they had to plug in the windmills sometimes into an electric socket to make them run, uh, swirl around. Now, the, this... This is insanity, and here's where it gets really worse. The foreign minister of Germany is a radical greenie, Annalena Baerbach. And when she was talking about, she was asked about, well, you're asking the German people to sacrifice for what? And she said, for freedom and democracy in Ukraine. Now, of course, that's a joke because these people don't care about freedom and democracy for Ukraine. If they did, they wouldn't have overthrown the elected government in 2014. But what did she say? She said, we're going to fight this to the end, no matter what my German voters say. And that's supposedly democracy. 
If we want to know what you think, we'll tell you what to think. That's the, the logic of the Klaus Schwab statement. We'll tell you to be happy. And this is why at a certain point, there are people scratching their heads. You know, the, the, the chancellor of Germany is an idiot, Schultz, did make a decision the other day to keep the three remaining nuclear plants online till next April. The Greens went crazy. They said, no, you can't do that. And then the Free Democrats, the other coalition partner, said, why not just keep them going for as long as we need them? So here's a coalition government that's doing crazy things that's about to crack. And we're seeing in Eastern Germany, large demonstrations in small towns, people coming out just as they did in 1989 to overthrow the, the fascist German, uh, East German uh, Stasi state. It started small and it grew. And you can see the people marching now with the same sign, Wir sind das Volk, we are the people. And you know, that's the spirit that we have to engender. And when people get scared, and, and I know what you're saying, Sean, it is quite scary. And I look in my children's eyes and think about what kind of world they're, they're, we're leaving for them. But you have to think about winning the fight, waging the fight, putting everything you have into it, and doing it for the right reason. And if we have enough people who can be moved on that basis, we're going to see these governments collapse. We're going to see these banks collapse. There will be chain reaction defaults. The question is, will they put that on our backs or can we put it on their backs by saying no more bailouts, you eat the losses. You can't get the government to tax the people to bail you out. That's what the fight is ultimately going to come down to. Well, I do think the tipping point is really here. I keep saying it's near, but I think it's here. And so the question is, if these people are cornered because so many around the world have woken up or in the process of waking up, will they do a false flag nuke in Ukraine and blame it on Putin? I think that's highly more likely than Putin using a strategic nuke himself. That's my view. So we have to stay ever vigilant regarding that. But the other thing is, you said, what kind of world are we leaving for our children? And in my view, the question is, what kind of world is being created against our will for our children? What kind of world is being sold to our children? This is yeah. all brainwashing and propaganda, and we have to break the spell. The same spell we had to break regarding the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. I'm hearing right now that the uptake of boosters, I don't know if it's around the world, but among Americans is like 6%. So nobody wants to run out and get these shots anymore, which is good news. By the way, you used the right word earlier, feudalism. That's what the Great Reset is. It's yeah. feudalism. United Nations Agenda 2030 will leave everyone listening, living as a 16th century serf, which is exactly what King Charles wants for those of us who survive, by the way. By the way, Sean, that's already happening now in Ukraine. Zelensky passed a land reform that was one of these things like in the U.S. where they're offering more money than the property is worth to the poor farmers. And who's buying it? People like Gates, uh, the... the uh, BlackRock, Cargill, yeah. Archer Daniels Midland, they're buying the best farmland in the world relatively inexpensively. And the Ukrainian farmers who were supposedly helping are going to be serfs on the land. I don't know if you know this, Harley, but the same thing's been happening in this country. Yeah. I played sound bites before from actual farmers who have said that they are paying us not to grow. They're offering us more than our farmland is worth That's to right. sell. 
The same thing's happening here. It's all United Nations Agenda 2030. It's all anti-human, 100%. All right, let me do a screen share here. I think this is very important. As we finish up the conversation, I have to talk about what the CDC is doing. The slide you see here, Harley, have I shown you this before? Um, I don't think so. This is a slide that was captured from a presentation given by the FDA on October 22nd, 2020. These are the known adverse events of the mRNA vaccine. They knew this, the FDA knew this before they fast-tracked it and approved it, October 22nd, 2020. So now the CDC is saying, and I'm gonna play the soundbite in a second, listen for these soundbites, guys, quote, we feel the benefits strongly outweigh the risks of adding the CV-19 mRNA bioweapon to the schedule. Quote, we view this as routine. We view this as COVID is here to stay. So for the children who are alive today and whose parents don't know better, who accept this offer to vaccinate their children, here are some of the adverse event outcomes that the FDA knew about on October 22nd, 2020. Guillain-Barr, transverse myelitis, convulsions, seizures, stroke, narcolepsy, anaphylaxis, acute, I can't even say some of these damn things, myocarditis, pericarditis, autoimmune disease, chalk that up to AIDS, I guess, Harley, deaths, yeah. deaths. These are some of the known outcomes of taking this thing. I think they tested it on what, 11 mice, all the mice died. Or was it ferrets? <laughs> I think it was ferrets. 11 of the creatures that were tested upon died. All right, so let me do a screen share here. I wanna play a soundbite just so people understand this is an absolute conspiracy. They voted 15, I believe unanimously, 15 to zero to approve this bioweapon for childhood immunization schedule. Now, I think it's up for the FDA to approve that finally and make it happen, which I believe they will do. But just listen to this panel talk about this. First, you're going to hear a woman and then you're going to hear a man. I don't know their names, but listen to the woman say that, well, we ran it by the attorneys regarding its EUA status, emergency use authorization. And the attorney said it's fine. It's A-OK. -okay. Add it. Listen to this. Yeah, uh, before we brought this to the work group, we had a, um, a conversation about this with our Office of General Counsel and we were told that it was okay to add it to the schedule. So, you know, we, we've received comments from the public um, that are concerned about adding COVID-19 to the routine schedule, to the routine childhood schedule, and I just want to... Uh, uh, I will acknowledge, I appreciate that there is symbolism in adding COVID-19 to the childhood immunization schedule. And that symbolism is that we view this as routine and that we view this as COVID is here to stay. But there are mandates, but those are really state board of health largely decisions. And this doesn't represent a mandate, but then I appreciate that if parents are concerned about um, COVID-19 vaccines, then they're concerned that this could be turned into, into a mandate. And again, I would want to turn that conversation in a different direction. I've had parents who've come in and in my office and, and I say, oh, what are you here for? And they say, well, we're here for vaccines so that our kids can go to school. And I've said, okay, I understand that, but really I'm, I'm not vaccinating so you can go to school. I'm vaccinating because I want to prevent serious disease and death in your kids. And the fact that there's a school immunization requirement helps. I just want to acknowledge that we heard the public's concern about this in the public comments. But just to reiterate that the reason things are added to the schedule is that we feel like the benefits strongly outweigh the risks. And these are opportunities for disease prevention, but we acknowledge that there's concern on the part of the parents. I guess the last point I'll make is we just need to continue to do better at communicating why we think the benefits strongly outweigh the risks.
All right, I'll pause it there. They need to spin it and do better, Harley. They need to propagandize more to the concerned parents who are aware of what VAERS is, who are aware of the deaths attributed to this thing, who are aware of the slideshow I just showed you, who are aware of Tim Truth's work on BitChute, where he documents the children who have died from this thing with the descriptions of how they died, why they died. A 14-year-old boy the other day hung himself, Harley, because he took this thing, and a week later he hung himself because he felt so horrible because he was so injured by this thing. So whoever that guy was, he feels strongly that the benefits outweigh the risks. I wonder if he'd feel the same way if it harmed his children. He probably doesn't have any kids. You know, I, I think the most interesting thing about what he said is that he acknowledged that by adding this to the standard inoculations, that it becomes mandatory, that you can't get out of it. And that's, that's where you see the willful intent. It is willful intent, which by definition is a conspiracy. I guess I'm to believe, and for me, this is a bridge too far. I'm to believe that these people don't know what VAERS is and have never looked at the VAERS reporting data as it pertains to this thing, the CV-19 vaccine. It's really a bioweapon. I've had doctors on, really smart people who have called it a bioweapon because they've done the research. Okay, this stuff is designed to manipulate human DNA and via the spike protein, injure at the very least, and in many cases, kill. Am I to believe that these people, the 15 people at the CDC on this panel, they don't know any of that? But John, their protection is the censorship and the media control that, as you brought up, when, when people are confronted with these things, just as confronted, for example, with the idea that there are Nazis in the Ukrainian government who are getting weapons from us. They don't know that. If you keep total control over information, then you can get by with this. That's the way they think about it. And that's the, the, the reason the, the fight to keep sources open, shows such as what you do, uh, Dave over at X22. There are quite a few more that are, are taking your example and bringing these stories out into the open. This is going to be what will save the country. And you know, the, the irony is that it's going up against the giant, but the giant has a head of clay. You know, the, the only thing they can do is use their power. And their power is lessening because they're losing their credibility. So I, I think our job is to crack that credibility as the system is going through a collapse and then give people an alternative. And that's, look what the Schiller Institute does, what the LaRouche organization does. We don't just chronicle the bad stuff. We talk about what's possible, how you could establish a new physical economy for the United States, going back to the principles of physical economic production of the founding fathers of the Hamiltonian credit system, of credit for production for entrepreneurs not for speculators. There are steps that can be taken to do this. The question is getting power out of the hands of the people who profit from speculation and from killing. You know, I wasn't going to ask this because we're almost an hour deep, but I jotted down something and now I'm going to go back to it because you mentioned what happened in Libya, what they did to Gaddafi. We have the witch cackling about we came, we saw he died. Yeah. That woman literally, in my view, is a witch. She wanted to be president in 2016. I thank God in heaven she didn't succeed. But as it pertains to justice, 
and these people never being brought to justice. To add insult to injury, we have the Durham investigation resulting in the prosecution of Igor Denchenko and a criminal jury in Virginia or D.C. or wherever. Let them off. Nothing to see here. Doesn't matter what the FBI does. Doesn't matter how fraudulent these things are. Doesn't matter that the FBI paid the guy. Doesn't matter that they knew the dossier was fake. That doesn't matter admitted. that Clinton paid for it. Doesn't matter that he admitted to it. And meanwhile, Dr. Simone Gold does 60 days in prison for showing up at the Capitol on January 6th. No, the, the Danchenko case is, is an example of, of the absolute abortion of the justice system. You know, the, the fact that the guy admitted he lied, that he admitted to the FBI agent, that the FBI agent knew he lied, and yet they used the report. Uh, this proves everything that we were talking about during the Russiagate question. And you still have people like the former CIA director Brennan, who said we were right that Russia was running the Trump operation. You know, how these guys get away with it, it's, it's the, the intent, their intent is to literally brainwash everyone in the country so that no one will speak out. And if you speak out, you, you go to prison. And you know, while we're talking about this, Look, Julian Assange is still in prison. And Biden the other day said he would never pardon Assange. So if someone tells the truth about the corruption, they're the ones who pay the price. Yeah. I think that's what has me in such a tumultuous state. I think this is why I feel more anxiety than I've ever felt in my life. Because I always thought at the end of the day, at the end of the road, there are measures for rule of law in this country. And yet, what do we see? We see Alex Jones tried in a civil court where he's not allowed to defend himself, literally. And he's told he has to pay close to a billion dollars to people he doesn't know and whose names he's never mentioned. Dr. Simone Gold has to go to prison for 45, 60 days, whatever it was. Dinchenko walks free. I mean, it's just we've come full circle. Again, look what they're doing to Kanye West. He just mentioned uh, the George Floyd situation, talking about the drugs found in Floyd's system, according to the autopsy in the coroner's report. And now they want to try him for $250 million. So the whole apparatus, as far as I can see, at every level is being turned around on we the people. And those of us that are on the front line speaking truth, these are warning shots to us. Well, no one's safe, but there are more of us than them. And we, we've got to get the, find the courage in ourselves, find the, the God-given love of mankind that can inspire us to take the actions that are necessary. And you know, I, I believe in miracles, Sean. I, I believe that with everything that's coming out, that the ability to cover it up to protect the credibility of, of the establishment, it's not going to work. The only question is, do we have enough time and, and enough people who have that kind of courage and that kind of love? I think we do at a grassroots level. They try to make us believe we're the silent minority. The truth is, in this country, we are really the vocal majority. And there's a really great example of that. Look at what's happening in the race for governor in Arizona. Carrie Lake is always on point and always accessible to the media. She will answer any question about anything. And her opponent, Katie Hobbs, refuses to have a debate about the issues and runs from Project Veritas reporters when asked about the issues. And then it's revealed on undercover video 
that she doesn't want to talk to anybody she doesn't know about politics. And the woman's running for governor. Yeah, so these are the puppets <laughs> the New World Order relies on, Harley. So this next election is a very big deal. If we have any form of honest elections, we take this thing back from sea to shining sea. Well, we got to work on it. And, you know, there's, what, two weeks, a little more than two weeks, right? That's right. It's coming right up. And uh, I think I'm going to be live for at least part of that night with, quite frankly, talking about the election. And uh, I won't trust any of the results as they're coming in unless it's a landslide for we the people, uh, because we saw what they did to the president after we all went to bed after the last presidential election, Harley. Little hockey stick action for Biden. Well, I think Biden will be in bed long before the votes are counted. Yeah. All right. Well, we've known each other for a long time, and I always enjoy our conversations. Can you tell people how they can follow you and find you over on Facebook, et cetera? Yeah, the best place to go is to the, uh, the LaRouche organization website, which will uh, give you access to my daily updates, as well as a lot of other material. But if people want to get a link from me directly and communicate with me, I always encourage people to, to write to me at my personal email address, Harley, S-C-H at gmail.com. That's H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-C-H at gmail.com. And Sean, as you know, over the years, I've had literally thousands of, of your loyal supporters who have been in touch with me that some of them have become good friends and, and colleagues. And uh, I think this is how we create a community of, of truthful people who will be able to back each other up in the face of fighting these satanic forces. In satanic forces, they are. That is so well said, and I believe it's true. It's spiritual warfare. And uh, I'll tell you what, Harley, these people worship at the altar of abortion and they call it health care. They worship at the altar of open borders and they call it freedom. I, I just It's all upside down. We live in upside down world. Thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate you. Okay. Talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. And friends, thank you so much. We'll talk to you every day if you want to visit us over at sgtreport.com. You know, I used to have a really thriving comment section over there, and then we had to upgrade to HTTPS, the new form of internet back a few years ago, and the comment section went away. And it really bums me out because I miss you guys. So thank you for joining us every single day for free at sgtreport.com. And a special thank you to those brave souls who want to join us over at sgtreport.tv, where we have a server beyond the reach of Big Brother and where we post this content ad-free. May God bless you and your family, guys. Hang in there. Bye-bye. God has made it clear. If you vote for the Democrat Party, you are voting for evil. The Democrat Party doesn't stand for freedom. Here's what it stands for. Freedom to sin. That's the freedom they believe in. Some people are like, sometimes the left is all about standing up for people's rights. No, only if it involves sinful activity. 